Change is all around me. Change it. Rearrange it. Make it work. Faster. Harder. Smarter. Change nothing. Nothing changes. I expect change. Give change. Make change. Fair change. Change is all around me. Change it. Rearrange it. Make it work. Faster. Harder. Smarter. Change nothing. Nothing changes. I expect change. Give change. Make change. Fair change. Can change the world. I face it. Chase it. Embrace it. Pulling that rug out for me only makes me a better jumper. I've got no time for your dotted line. The bottom line? Only I alone can change. But I am not alone. Because ATB listens. Click the banner to learn more. How are you all doing? Are you all feeling like 
life is moving extra quickly over the last month or so. It feels like um, it just keeps coming at us and coming at us and coming at us and, like, stuff for us to deal with. Patterns keep reemerging, things for us to do or deal with or not or, yeah, cluttery. feels cluttery, but not cluttery in the sense that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Cluttery is in the sense as we're dealing with stuff to get rid of it. Does that make sense? I have to sneeze. Hold on. I did not want to sneeze in your ear. (laughs) This morning I've even dealt with stuff already, and I feel like, okay, okay. Is this how my day is going to go today? Well, good to know. I will try to find some amazing parts to uh, counterbalance the less than amazing parts. And, yes, allergy season has hit me a little harder this year than usual, probably because it's so dry here and that's not usual for us, but that's okay. I'm going to sneeze again. Sorry, muting you. All right. (laughs) It's a good thing no one actually pays me to be on the radio because sometimes it just wouldn't work out. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm a person. Stuff happens. I just, I do. I feel everything's cluttery today. My goodness, my poor kitty this morning, I accidentally stepped on her paw and then she was mad at me. And then she got over it and we were all snuggling and then I tripped and almost knocked all the cats off a fence. And then one more thing happened, and I'm like, wow, I better, like, go realign my energy before, you know, I really make all my animals mad at me. I haven't gone out to check the cows yet because I need to realign first. (laughs) Yeah, one of those kind of days. It happens, right? It just happens. We're all trying to do the best we can with everything that's being thrown at us. But, you know, I want to say some things so about that. So, as you all know, wildfires are ravaging northern Alberta, and we're all really worried about it. And, you know, it's it still is keeping going, and they're evacuating, like, more work camps and things like that. And it's it's hard to know how to help. It's hard to know what we can do to make the situation better for the people going through it, those of us that are not directly involved. Because there's a bit of that, you know, when someone close to you passes away and you don't, it's called survivor's guilt. And I think this, what's going on is a version of that, but not quite that, if that makes sense. Because we're not sure what to do. We're not sure how to help in the best manner, and it's creating a lot of interesting scenarios and energies and all of that. And so what I want to address today in my topic of following your soul path is when all these things are coming at you and you feel overwhelmed and you're not sure what to do, I would like you to stop. Seriously. Completely stop. Take a breath or 20 and just stop 
because <clears throat> what's happening, and I'm seeing this with a lot of clients and even just people in my life that I work with, like in volunteer positions and stuff, is that they're not stopping necessarily and they're making decisions that are and saying or doing things that are causing conflict and miscommunication and it's it's getting messy quickly and I don't think they mean for that to happen but that is what's happening and so then you have to deal with it and in a lot of cases they're not dealing with it gracefully because I think what's happening is they're taking out their frustrations on something, another situation, instead of dealing and addressing their own stuff in those moments. Because it's easy to lash out at somebody else. I mean, it happened to me yesterday. And blame somebody else and just throw your hands up in the air and make it all about how dare they or why did they or, you know, whatever, instead of just saying, oh, what's my part in this? What have I done to create this? And what can I do to make it better? You know what? A good apology goes such a long way. I had another situation a while ago, and I, there was an apology that happened, and that went a long way for me really um, thinking highly of that person. I know an apology is not easy. I've had to do them often, (laughs) really often. I mean, we all screw up, right? And so what's the deal? I mean, and then I have some other situations where there's no apology happening or the apology is um, apology with the complete energetic undertones of, you're such a jerk for being offended or you're such a jerk for not doing exactly what I want you to do. Like, really? Really? Like, okay. We don't expect everybody to be in alignment with everybody else. Uh Uh-oh, got to sneeze some more. There's a message in my having sneezes today. I should grab Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life book and read it to you, but I'm not sure where it is this morning. I seriously was still eating my cereal and breakfast as I was playing the intro for the radio show. (laughs) That's what kind of day it's been already, and it's busy the rest of the day. Anyways, back to my topic. I know, squirrel, totally have that. Um. So we're talking about a good apology. Because here's the thing. I feel, and I love the Peely reports. If you don't get those, send me a message and I'll hook you up. Because he always validates what I'm feeling and that makes me feel better. Because it's so easy for us to get stuck in that, oh, it's just me. I must be the jerk. Or why does this keep happening to me? But if it's a global thing and everybody's kind of having that energetic energetic clutterness, you're like, okay, whew. <laughs> right? There is, you know, 
gracefulness and validation in knowing other people are going what you're going through. That's why, you know, support groups are so important. Anyways, let's all take a breath. We're all going through some really weird things right now. Cluttery, um, uncomfortable. And so here's what's happening. You know how when things pile up, Okay, let's talk. So I got to clean my garage this weekend because I have growing boys, and my grocery bill is increasing significantly. So I need to be a smart shopper. So I need another freezer, man. <laughs> Bless them, but man, they can eat. And so I'm gonna have to go clean my garage today because I need to make space for another freezer, which is it's it's good. I mean. So I'm going to go clear out clutter in my garage, but I need a reason to clear out clutter in my garage because my garage could use cleaning, even without the addition of another freezer. I could go clear all the clutter, but I'm not motivated to, right? There's other things on my to-do list. I need to trim some trees. I need to, you know, check cows. I need to ride my horse train my other, like seriously, I got lots, yeah, clutter in the garage, whatever, I'll just walk around stuff, it's fine, but I need another freezer, so I'm motivated, okay, let's apply this to our life, are we motivated to clear the clutter from our life, do we need something to happen to motivate us, yeah, we know the answer to that, right, (laughs) we have to be nudged. We have to end up in some messy soul-level situations where we do clear the clutter from our life. And lots of times we do it kicking and screaming, and you can just visualize or imagine me kicking and screaming about cleaning my garage to put in another freezer because it probably probably won't be quite like that. I might pout. You never know. It depends. It depends on the day. We're human. We have emotions. That's what we're here for. Okay. So let's be, like, really, we will not clear the clutter, whether it's from, you know, our friends list, whether it's from our volunteering activities, whether it's from our job, all the work we take on there. We will not clear the clutter and make changes and do things differently unless we are forced to. We need that motivation. Make sense? It's just what we do. I mean, you know, life is busy and there's lots of distractions and it's easy not to do what we're supposed to do or nudge to do and do something else until we don't get the option. Our soul is working for us to grow. Now, I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it some more. Being tuned into your soul does not mean life is sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, roses all the time. It sure does mean that there are lots of times there is, though. But tuning into your soul and understanding yourself on a soul level gives you that firm, firm foundation. And yes, life will get sideways and crazy, but you can handle it. Even if you don't think you can, You can because you do. You may do it kicking and screaming. (laughs) 
there may be, you know, pouting, a shot of tequila now and again, whatever, but you do it. Because we've gotten kind of complacent, and we don't do things until we're forced to. You know, you have a job that you hate, and you don't like going to it. And when you're there, you complain, and you make comments. Sometimes you don't even realize how unhappy you truly are until you make that change or that change is forced on you. example, I um, had met someone and they were in a position and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm glad to have met you because, you know, I could use the services you're offering and, yeah, let's have coffee. And But as I, you know, spent some time with this person, I realized they really did not like their job. They liked parts of their job, but they didn't like what they, like the interaction part of their job, who they interacted with, which was a huge scope of the job without interacting with those types of people, they would have no job. And they really, truly hated it. And I'm like, wow. Like, in my mind, I'm like, why are you even doing this job? You don't like it. It's not making you happy. It's doing the opposite. It's kind of draining you. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you could look at some other options. Like, I don't, like, and there was an energy there that this person would not stay in that job. Well, a couple months later, I went to contact them about a project because that was what the services they offered, and there was no answer. I'm like, okay, and then I was going to send them a message, and I found out that we were no longer connected because they no longer had that job. Now, I'm going to make an assumption here that it wasn't by choice because if it was by choice, I'm pretty sure they would have said, hey, guess what I did? I got this other job. I'm so happy, and I, and it like, I felt really bad and I wanted to contact them, but then I realized they don't want me to contact them. <laughs> they cut off our connection. They don't want my help, which, fair enough, right? I do honor that. If you don't want my help, I will shut up because there's no even energy exchange. I'm not going to come help you without you asking. And so I was like, wow, I wonder if that person would have left that job willingly or they weren't going to and the universe said, you know what, you are really unhappy, I'm going to help you out. Universe and their soul, right? You can have it as two separate energies, the same energy. depends on your perspective on that. Our souls are connected to the universe. I don't even know how I sort through all those. I just feel like it's kind of, I don't know, I see it as separate energies working together. It just makes it makes sense in my brain that way. And so I truly, truly believe that this person is going to be way happier. They're going to find something that makes their soul alive. And it wasn't their situation they were in or where they lived because it was the opposite. It was making them cranky and unhappy. So how do you know when you are following your soul path but you're dealing with situations that make you cranky and unhappy, or you're not following your soul path and you're in situations that are making you cranky and unhappy. How do you know the difference? It's kind of tricky, isn't it, a little bit? Uh, I'll tell you how I know the difference. I don't know if it'll work for you. Probably. Maybe not. 
what do I know? Okay, so I know that I'm on my soul path and just dealing with cluttery, uncomfortable, icky situations as part of my soul path when I can still have good days, when I can do something to tune back into my energy and it feels great. So here's my example. So last night I was perusing Facebook and I saw a picture and I perused more of those photographs and it took me on this crazy journey to my past. It was intense and more than a little weird. I actually kind of like... I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, maybe zoned out, and it brought back all these emotions and feelings and weirdness, and I felt like maybe I was in the wrong timeline for a bit there. Like, it was weird. Like, I had to come back, and I'm like, wow. It was like having a past life regression, but it was this journey I took myself on, amazing photographer. I thank him, even though that, ugh. And I'm like, wow. I like I have to get out of this energy because I'm like, I was totally, I felt like I was turned a bit inside out energetically. So I went barefoot and walked around my ranch. I avoided all the fertilizer, thank goodness. And I did, I just grounded myself really, really hard. Like I spent probably a half hour just outside in bare feet to bring myself back to this reality and the life I'm living right now. I was like, wow, that was interesting. So what was the message? So I went back and I had grounded my energy enough to get the message and it was something totally different and then it all made sense. So if you're dealing with cluttery, uncomfortable situations and you want to determine if it's because you're not on your soul path or if it's just part of the clearing energetic clutter, ground yourself. What's your favorite grounding? Sea salt baths, hematite, tourmaline smoky quartz, hold them in your hand, sit outside, find your sunny spot, go to a movie. Is your favorite grounding technique, and grounding just means that you're getting back in touch with your body, this reality you're in right now, and just be for five minutes, two minutes, 30 seconds, whatever it takes. The journey I went on was like, pretty intense, and I had to go ground for at least 20 minutes. And then I came back and got my messages, and then I had to go do it again. So then I went and petted my horse. And he was all edgy, but that's because I was edgy. And my cows were being weird, but, you know, they're always weird. They don't love this weather. They want rain. So they're being a little bit bratty. Anyways, what is your grounding techniques? Do that. And then give yourself a big breath and then sort through the energies. If you're not on your soul path, every day is going to be a challenge. You're going to hate it. You are going to not find joy as often. But here's the other piece. I know, we're so complicated. Sometimes you're on your soul path, but it doesn't feel like it because there's those soul lessons. 
soul lessons are things that happen to you that you do not get to see coming. I just had a huge one. I thought we were moving. Remember, I was one reading away from oracle abuse, and everyone said I was moving. I'm not moving. I had to go through some soul lessons with all of that. And I'm still not done sorting them out. There were some darker things going on in my world that I had to understand that I wouldn't have understood if I wouldn't have went through what I went through. I avoid the dark stuff. I don't like it. But I need to learn about it. Why don't I like it? Probably because in a past life I loved it. I'm sure. And until I work through that, hey, I should get a past life regret. Ooh, I should go do a journey. Considering I just put myself on a big journey yesterday, that one should be easier. And so these soul lessons, you don't get to see them coming, and you have them, but when you work through it all, there's not even a magnificent enough word to describe how you feel after, who you are after, how you do things in your world after. You get a level of confidence that cannot be taught except for through soul experiences. So if you're going through some pretty crazy, muddy, cluttery stuff right now, that's because your soul decided you're ready. Universe, your soul, together, you, on an unconscious level, decided you're ready and you're going to deal with it and then you're going to be even more magnificent when you're done. There is payoff to doing the work on yourself. And let's be real, some days it doesn't feel like it. Like, seriously, why am I dealing with this again? Why are relationships changing again? Why did someone do that? What what was their purpose in doing that? And then I have to deal with it in this way. Why, why, why? Don't we ask ourselves that a lot? Why? Why is this happening? Why me? Why me? You sound familiar? Why not you? It's going to make you a stronger, better, more fabulous person. Why not you? I am not the same person I was two years ago. I'm not the same person I was a year ago. This last year and a half in my world was pretty intense, and it's still intense. Like, stuff hits us, and we're like, wow, really? My pattern's popping up all the time. I'm having to deal with things from my past that I thought I dealt with. Then it pops up in a different way, and I'm like, all right, here we go again. But aren't you recognizing them quicker Aren't you able to recognize your patterns quicker than you did a year ago? Yay! So on my Facebook page today, we got two oracle cards, by accident or not. Depends how you look at it. Nothing's a coincidence. One of them was Believe from the horse cards, and the other one was Sensitivity from Jen Osh Oracles. Believe, the Believe one has to do with trusting yourself. And then the sensitivity one has to do with we're all extra sensitive. Don't you find something happens and it feels so intense, but then it feels done quicker. 
It's a roller coaster for sure. But we got it, right? We are trying to figure out who we are at our soul foundation and build on that. Doing things the way we did them don't work anymore. If you're a chronic complainer, people are going to drop out of your life. There's a camaraderie in complaining, but if you're not willing to do anything about it or try to make it better or recognize when it is better, people are going to get sick of hearing you complain. When you have a pattern of always stepping in and helping people and then feeling resentful that they don't thank you, you're going to be forced to look at that right now. Yes, I am talking about myself. I do. I I find it easy to help people. I find it easy to step in and guide them. And it doesn't always work out in my favor. They may want it, but then they... If I don't do it exactly how they wanted me to, oh, I do have a funny story. So every once in a while, it doesn't happen very often, but it does, I will get someone wanting to come and see me with an agenda. Now, this agenda has been, let's see, so one of the agendas was because they wanted my store. Um, I've had people come and take pictures of my wall with my diplomas all on them and all my education um, because they, they want to they wanna be able to do what I do. I'm great. Take the picture. You do it. That's awesome, fabulous. If it's going to improve your life, hey, I'm fully supportive. I mean, because I know through all the work I've done on myself, nobody else can be me. It's just not possible. They don't have my natural talent and then all the experience I have under my belts under my soul, whatever you want to call it, everything I've done for me to be who I am in this spot right now. And I'm very good at what I do. And so that's happened, and then I'll have people bring other people to see me because they want me to convince them that they are um, right about certain things or to convince them that they need to... um, Basically, they want me to manipulate the other person so they'll do what these other people... I know! (laughs) That's happened to me a couple times. And so it doesn't work. Oh, this last one, they even said to me, well, no, don't sugarcoat it. Make sure you're totally honest with everything. Oh, but it was even better than that because when they came to talk to me under the guise of shopping, they were totally bashing somebody else. And I'm like... Like, I've heard this from other people, too, but I don't want to. And then they said a few more things and a few more things, and they kind of, I fell for it. I fell into the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Because I have heard those exact same things from other people about a person. And you know what? In my industry, there's those people that are in it for the wrong reasons. There's those people that are not as good as they think they are, but they think they can. And bless their hearts, they're learning and they're trying, and they shouldn't be bashed for that. But they should be bashed for unethical things. And she brought up quite a few unethical things that this person hadn't done, which is why she wanted to bring this her friend to me 
rather than that other person. But she wanted to keep it a secret from that other person because she didn't want to offend them. I mean, complicated, right? And I'm like, whatever, whatever. I mean, I do know I, I'm good at what I do. And I do have ethics and integrity with it. Because one of the things that came up is, so if you come and see me and you want to know about somebody else, I can only read them in relationship to you. I'm not going to go tell you what they're going through, their life story, except for in relationship to you, because I'm not going to read somebody else without their permission. And now this came up that she had done this with somebody else and made them uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they totally did bash this person. And I agreed, because I'd heard it all before. So then I did my work, and I don't sugarcoat things. And a lot of things came out, which I knew how it was going to go. But this is a consequence I have to understand and accept for the business I'm in. And so I did know what was coming. I knew that the original person who brought her friend was going to be mad at me. I also knew that that person was going to contact the person they bashed and say, I said all of it, so they would be mad at me so that they would never find out the truth and what really happened. I get, this is how people work. And it did all happen. It only took about three days, and I'm like, Phew. honestly, I felt relief that it happened that quick because I knew it was going to happen just a matter of time. And now the energy lines are broken, and I feel clean again. Like, it's good. It's fine. I did what I know how to do, and just because someone else didn't like what I said, I wasn't helping them. I was not in session with them. I was helping the person that was sitting at my kitchen table. And I stand behind that. And then I will say this, though. Afterwards, it's always like, really? I always question my soul path. Because it's messy and uncomfortable, right? Messy and uncomfortable. And people are volatile right now. So then I always question, like, do I even want to do this anymore? Like, do I even want to put myself in this position anymore? Except that the person I did help, I did help. So does that outweigh the other two shenanigans? Yeah. It really does. And that's just how it goes, right? You know, there's that meme, if you don't have haters, you're not doing things right. It really, it's the reason a lot of people who are good at what they do don't have businesses in being intuitive and coaching and psychic. Because when you're empathic, you know who the haters are. You know what they're saying. Empathic and psychic, I guess. And so we are conditioned to let the negative affect us more than the positive. And so sometimes it does get overwhelming. It just does. And so you have to work through it because I know what my soul path is. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And don't think that I don't resist it. (laughs) And decide, no, I'm done. Yep, closing up shop today. I'm done. We're we're going to take a break. What I do is I do take a break. I mean, right now I'm not booking any clients for a bit because 
all my volunteer activities and my tutoring job and stuff, it's really busy right now, and I don't have enough energy. I'm dealing with some really weird situations, and energetically, I just need to focus on what I need to focus with. And so that's my gift to myself, knowing when to retreat and then knowing when it will be time to go back out there. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get a phone call. Someone's going to want to come and see me. And I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do it. And it's going to be a rich experience for both of us. And then I'll be like, okay, I feel better about this now. Really, this last one didn't derail me at all. I mean, I'm annoyed. But I'm annoyed by a lot of things that people are doing lately because people are super reactive and lashing out. I'm not annoyed where I'm like, hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm, I'm more practicing compassionate boundaries. Now, compassionate boundaries is when I just, I will listen, I will sympathize, but I'm very careful about what I say. I mean, I teach my kids this all the time. If you agree with someone, they can turn it around and say you said it. And I just had the best example, right? So when I'm teaching this again and we're talking about it, I can say, look, this is what happened to me. Um, so I'm very careful with what I say because people will twist it. And I don't even know if they do it with awareness. This last one I know she did. But with awareness, sometimes they just they hear that you agreed and so they decide that you said it. Like, it's just... Something sometimes we as humans do without being aware of it. And so be cautious with that right now. I mean, with Mercury in retrograde, all these crazy cluttery things happening to people, people are edgy and reactive. Be aware of that. Practice your compassionate boundaries where you say no and you have your bubble. I mean, you do not have to answer the phone every time they call. You do not have to ask them to help you do things if you're not comfortable with how they're living their life right at that moment. I mean, if you have a chronic complainer, you don't want to do things with them. Ask somebody else. Because maybe they just need to break their own selves. That's what I mean about compassionate boundaries. You're protecting yourself and taking care of yourself, but you're not being a jerk to the other person. Because they're going through stuff same as you. And it's just like putting that relationship or that project, whatever it is, on hold or canceling it so that you both can do what you need to do without adding more drama or chaos to the mix. Make sense? Because sometimes we can get so distracted with dealing with someone who's not in alignment with us, perhaps because our perhaps because, you know, the lessons we were learning together are over and we just don't know how to disengage so something has to blow up. You know, there's many things that could be going on. So basically you just have to take a step back, practice your compassionate boundaries for them and for yourself, and then see where it goes. We are all getting used to, every single one of us, a new normal that's not like it used to be. I mean, when somebody loses someone they love, they have to get used to a new normal, and that is obviously way more intense than this. But we're going through some pretty intense, turbulent energies where we find our new normal. Whether it's a new job, 
or having no job and being on unemployment, um, your house burnt down in a fire, um, you're dealing with drought and you don't know how to feed your cows and you might have to get out of ranching. Um, I don't know anybody that's not going through stuff and it's all going to become a new normal. That's just what's happening. And for people that don't like change, it's kind of excruciating for them. And so they may be behaving badly or in ways that you don't understand just because they don't know what to do. So again, practice your compassionate boundaries. Don't engage. Don't try to help them unless they ask and you're super comfortable with it. But be compassionate with them because they may not even know what they're doing. And if it's someone who doesn't really like to do personal development work, who, you know, kind of enjoys the energy that drama and chaos gives them, then they're doing what feels right for them. And so you, again, compassionate boundaries, and you do what feels right for you. I know, it can be a little bit tricky, so make sure that you have those self-care awesome things that you know you can do to lift your energy, make your vibration all happy, whatever it is. You know, I get to go out and pet my horses. If I can't ride them, I get to go walk through my cow herd. I get to, you know, do. I love outside. I have lots of animals, and that's what makes my soul happy, and it makes me smile and lifts my vibration. I will be doing a rain dance today supposed to rain but hasn't happened yet so that I'm going to do today make sure you're carving out time in your cluttery busy day to do those things that make your soul happy I mean how many times at the end of the days in the last few months are you just so completely done that you you know maybe lay on the couch and grab your book or watch tv and then you can barely even move you just want that reset time <laughs> and you want to go to bed but getting off my mine is a chaise getting off my chaise and walking to the bathroom and brushing my teeth and then crawling into bed just seems like too much and i have to kind of get the energy up to do it i mean we have a rich life i mean great first world problems for sure right but we're still navigating it. Even if our issues and problems are not as big as someone who totally lost their house in Fort McMurray, there's still our stuff that we have to work through. I mean, you don't have to go and tell everybody about it because they probably don't want to hear right now when everybody's worried about other stuff. But at the same time, personally, don't minimize your stuff just because. Because minimizing it means you won't deal with it either. We got this, everybody. We, we can work through this. We will get through this this time, and we will be better humans for it. And so look at your life. Are you following a path that makes you joyful and happy? If you're not, can you change your perspective or can you change it? And be realistic. Because sometimes you're in a sticky path for the lessons, and sometimes it's just time for a change. We are not on a straight line. 
we're unique individuals and we all have our own lessons and we all deal with it in our own certain ways. We all have patterns. And we all can decide and make a, a choice whether we want to continue doing it the way we're doing it or we want to make a change. And a change can be a little change. Change. It doesn't have to be big, grand. I'm quitting and moving to Costa Rica. Like, if that's what you want and can make it happen, great. But sometimes that's just a distraction. Oh, I would just be happy if I won the lottery and I could buy this, this, and this. Is that, is that true? Or is that what we tell ourselves because it's unattainable and we can justify our life? Look at the words you use. Look at where you're spending your time and your energy, and is it beneficial, truly beneficial, or are you using all this as a distraction? Only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. Well, I'm going to do the chakra balancing now and then close out the show right after because I do have a child home not feeling well, and I'm not sure if... He's, have, he's had a pretty hectic week, too, so I'm not sure if he's just exhausted, and I don't know if he's going to go to school after I'm done this or not. I'll have to see, but I do have lots of craziness happening the rest of the day. It's a busy schedule today, which is fine. I mean, I make the schedule. I can handle it because I have a choice. I could cancel everything and hibernate. I have a choice. Even if we don't think we have a choice, we actually do. So I encourage you to find the joy in your life, to sort through to sort through what your soul is nudging you to do be all that stuff you got this and as always if you need help hey i have a business i'm cutting back on clients the next couple of weeks but i would probably fit you in if you gave me a good story oh i shouldn't say that but i am a sucker for a good story All right, well, hugs to you all, and I'll be back next week. This is a meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. I'd like you to sit up straight, have your feet flat on the floor, nothing crossed. Give yourself a nice breath in and out. I would like you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with Mother Earth with those deep, thick roots. Nice breath in and out. Now, imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from each of those roots into the bottom of your feet. Visualize or imagine those balls of light traveling up your leg. You may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Move those balls of light up your leg, through your shin, past your knees, up your thighs, higher, higher. And then both balls of white light are going to join together at your root chakra, at your pelvis. 
Your root chakra deals with feelings and energies of having the right to be here. The root chakra is symbolized as red. I want you to imagine or visualize a red ball. Symbolism is personal, but I want you to have something that you're focusing on. So if it's a red ball, I want you to start spinning it until it's bright, shiny, shiny red. Right now it may look cloudy or dirty. It may be really big or it may be really small. I want you to spin this ball of energy until it's shiny, bright, sparkly red. Spinning, spinning. The root chakra deals with energies of money, career, home, needs, and possessions. So it's really important to have this one balanced. I want you to spin it, spin it, spin it until it's bright and shiny. If you are having trouble visualizing or imagining, Archangel Raphael will be there to help you. Archangel Raphael is also going to vacuum away all the cruddy energy that comes off your chakras. So spinning, spinning, spinning. We like to give this one a really good cleanse. Spin it just a smidge more. Fantastic. You are doing great. Okay, now this one is all shiny clean and it's in your body. Again, there's no way to do this wrong. Now, I want you to move up to your sacral chakra, which is located midway between your pelvis and the base of your spine. This one's an orange ball of light. I want you to spin that one. This is where we have our feelings and emotions. Let's spin that one until it's bright, shiny orange. This is where we are able to set boundaries when we have this one balanced feeling joy. Let's really spin that one and give it a nice big cleanse. Spinning, 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 spinning. For all of us that have trouble saying no at times, you can feel why it would be important to have this one balanced. Excellent. Give it a few more spins until it's bright, shiny orange. You guys are doing fabulous. Okay, now that that one feels good, move up again to our solar plexus chakra. This one is the yellow one. This one is where we can make choices. We set our intentions through this one and have our will to do things. It involves self-direction, self-esteem, and the power of transformation. So let's spin this yellow light until it's bright, shiny, and Sparkly clean. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Focus on spinning that one a little more. Perfect. I can feel all the energies flying off to be vacuumed away. We're going to feel so good after this. All right. So now that, that one's all shiny, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. This one deals with love, and I give, I care, forgiveness, generosity. So let's spin this heart chakra until it's shiny green and infused with sparkles. We want to have a pretty heart chakra. And spinning, 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 spinning. Fabulous. Let's keep spinning that one.
in it some more. Feels like everybody's is nice and sparkly, shiny. Okay, great. Now that that one's back in place, let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. We're going to spin that ball of light energy until it's shiny. This is the one where we have expression, where we listen, where we can communicate. It's all about using our voice. So let's spin, spin, spin this one. We can communicate clearly. Spinning, spinning. Fantastic. If you find that your throat chakra feels out of balance often, grab a sodalite or a lapis lazuli. Those stones will really help with that. I wear them when doing the radio show. It's really, really helpful. Okay, let's spin that one just a little bit more. You're doing fantastic. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our foreheads. This one has to do with telepathy, intuition, imagination, visualizing, all that good stuff that you've been doing. So this one is the darker purple color, and we're going to spin it until it's very sparkly. Nice. Keep spinning. Our intuition's located here, so we like to have this one clean so we can get our messages right. Keep spinning. Excellent. Spinning, spinning. Perfect. Kate, now that it's nice and shiny, clean, deep, deep purple. I see a lot of yours as deep, deep purple. Beautiful. Okay, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our heads. Now this one is a pale violet, or you might see it as clear. We're going to spin that ball of light until it's bright, shiny, clean, and sparkly. This is where our psychic and intuitive abilities can be found. Our faith, our connection to the divine, ability to trust life, values, ethics, courage. Lots of stuff happen in this crown chakra. So let's spin that one until it's really, really clean. Excellent. Great, you guys have been working on this. This one was pretty clean. Okay, so let's put that one where it's supposed to go. And remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Just the act of listening to my voice and doing this exercise will create the energies and it will happen. It's as simple as that. Let's visualize or imagine that ball of light again, just right above your, your head. And then you're going to move it down, down through your face, down through your neck down through your chest, down through your through your pelvis. That ball of light is going to break into two, and each ball of light is going to go down your thighs, past your knees. You're going to feel refreshed, able to focus. You're going to have a lot of clarity after this meditation. Continue sending that ball of light through your, past your knees, down your shin, and out the bottoms of your feet, and ground you deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. And then you can bring your awareness back to the room, 
back to your body. Meditation is about doing what feels natural to you. You're letting the energy do the work. It takes a little trust. takes a little faith. But if you practice it, you can come back to this meditation anytime and replay it. Have an excellent day. You've been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with your host, myself, Shannon Lackman. If you'd like to learn more about me and what I offer, please go to my website, www.psychiccowgirl.com. All my sessions and services are listed there. If you would like to get a deal, tell me that you've listened to the radio show and use the code word, how about use the code word Raphael and you will automatically get 20% off because I will know that you've been listening to the radio show. I wish you all a most excellent day and I hope you tune in soon.